The Introduction of Folk Stories from Southern Nigeria, West Africa. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Folk Stories from Southern Nigeria, West Africa by Elphinstone Dayrell. Introduction Many years ago, a book on the folk tales of the Eskimo was published, and the editor of the Academy, Dr. Appleton, told one of his minions to send it to me for revision. By mischance, it was sent to an eminent expert in political economy who, never suspecting any error, took the book for the text of an interesting essay on the economics of the blameless Hyperboreans. Mr. Dayrell's folk stories from southern Nigeria appeal to the anthropologist within me no less than to the lover of what children and older people call fairy tales the stories are full of mentions of strange institutions as well as of rare adventures i may be permitted to offer some running notes and comments on this mass of african curiosities from the crowded lumber room of the native mind one the tortoise with a pretty daughter the story like the tales of the dark native tribes of australia rises from that state of fancy by which man draws at least for purposes of fiction no line between himself and the lower animals why should not the fair heroine adet daughter of the tortoise be the daughter of human parents the tale would be none the less interesting and a good deal more credible to the mature intelligence but the ancient fashion of animal parentage is presented it may have originated like the stories of the australians at a time when men were totemists when every person had a bestial or vegetable family name and when to account for these hereditary names stories of descent from a supernatural bestial primeval race were invented in the fables of the world the speaking animals human in all but outward aspect are the characters the fashion is universal among savages it descends to the buddha's jataka or parables to aesop and la fontaine there could be no such fashion if fables had originated among civilized human beings the polity of the people who tell this story seems to be despotic the king makes a law that any girl prettier than the prince's fifty wives shall be put to death with her parents who is to be the paris and give the fatal apple to the most fair obviously the prince is the paris he falls in love with miss tortoise guided to her as he is by the bird who is entranced with her beauty in this tribe as in homer's time the lover offers a bright price to the father of the girl in homer cattle are the current medium in nigeria pieces of cloth and brass rods are or were the currency observe the queen's interest in an affair of true love though she knows that her son's life is endangered by his honorable passion she adds to the bride price out of her privy purse it is a long courting four years pass while pretty edet is over young to marry yet the king is very angry when the news of this breach of the royal marriage act first comes to his ears he summons the whole of his subjects his throne a stone is set out in the marketplace, and Edet is brought before him. He sees and is conquered. It is no wonder, said the king, 
this tortoise scale might be a queen. Though a despot, his majesty, before cancelling his law, has to consult the eight Igbos, or heads of secret societies, whose magical powers give the sacred sanction to legislation. The Igbo is a mumbo-jumbo man. He answers to the bogey who presides over the rites of initiation in the Australian tribes. When the Igbo is about, women must hide and keep out of the way. The king proclaims the cancelling of the law. The Igbos might resist, for they have all the knives and poisons of the secret societies behind them. But the king, a master of the human heart, acts like Sir Robert Walpole. He buys the Igbo votes with palm wine and money, and gives a feast to the women at the marriage dances. But why does the king give half his kingdom to the tortoise? When an adventurer in fairy tales wins the hand of the king's heiress, he usually gets half the kingdom. The tortoise is said to have been the wisest of all men and animals. Why? He merely did not kill his daughter. But there is no temptation to kill daughters in a country where they are valuable assets and command high bride prices. In the Australian tribes, the bride price is simply another girl. A man swaps his sister to another man for the other man's sister, or for any girl of whose hand the other man has the disposal. 2. The second story is a very ingenious commercial parable. Never lend money, you only make a dangerous enemy. The story also explains why bush cats eat poultry. 3. The woman with two skins is a peculiar version of the story of the courteous Sir Gawain with his bride, hideous by day, and a pearl of loveliness by night. The juju man answers to the witch in our fairy tales, and to the mother-in-law of the prince, who by a magical potion makes him forget his own true love. She, however, is always victorious, and the prince prepares another marriage, their hearts so full of love and glee, and oasts the false bride like Lord Bateman in the ballad, when Sophia came home. In this case of Lord Bateman, the scholiast, Thackeray probably, suggests that his lordship secured the consent of the church as the king in the tortoise story won that of the Igbos. Our tale then wanders into the fairy story of the king who is deceived into drowning his children in European folklore because he is informed that they are puppies. The water juju, however, saves these black princes, and brings forward the rightful heir very dramatically at a wrestling match where the lad overthrows more than he thought, like Orlando in As You Like It, and conquers the heart of the jealous queen as well as his athletic opponents. In the conclusion, the jealous woman is handed over to the ecclesiastical arm of the Igbos. She is flocked and as in the case of Joan d'Arc, is burned alive, and her ashes were thrown into the river. Human nature is much the same everywhere. 4. The King's Magic Drum The drum is the mystic cauldron of ancient Welsh romance, which always provides plenty of good food and drink. But the drum has its drawbacks. The food goes bad if its owner steps over a stick in the road or a fallen tree, a taboo like the 
Jesus of ancient Irish legends. The tortoise in this tale has the Gaisa's power. He can make the king give him anything he chooses to ask. This very queer constraint occurs constantly in the Caholian cycle of Irish romance. And in the Black Thief, you can buy it for a penny in Dublin or read it in Thackeray's little tour in Ireland. The king is constrained to part with the drum, but does not tell the tortoise about the taboo and the drawback. The tortoise, though disappointed, at least pays his score off in public, and then the tail wanders into the hop of my thumb formula, and a trail of ashes. Finally, the story, like most stories, explains the origin of an animal peculiarity. Why tortoises live under pricky tie tie palms? That explanation was clearly in the author's mind from the first, but to reach his point, he adopted the formula of the mystic object, drum or cauldron, which provides endless supplies and has a contracting charm attached to it, a taboo. 5. Etuan and the King's Wife Some of these tales have this peculiarity that the characters possess names as Etuan, Ophiang, and Atom. They are thus what people call sagas, not mere marchen. All the pseudo-historic legends of the Greek states, of Thebes, Athens, Mycenae, Pylos, and so on, are folk tales converted into saga and adapted and accepted as historical. Some of these Nigerian fairy tales are in the same caste. The story of Athamas of Iolcos and the sacrifice of Enya's descendants who went into the town hall exactly corresponds to the fate of the family of Etuan. The whole Athamas story in Greece is a tissue of popular tales found in every part of the world. This Etuan story, as usual, explains the habits of animals, vultures, and dogs, and illustrates the awful cruelty of Egbola. 6. The Pretty Stranger is a native variant of Judith and Holofernes. 7. A just-so story, a myth to explain the ways of animals. The Cauldron of Medea, which destroyed the wrong old person and did not rejuvenate him, is introduced. All the stories have been told all the world over. 8. The Disobedient Daughter Who Married a Skull this is most original, though all are ballads and tales about the pretty girl who is carried to the land of the dead by her lover's ghost, Burgess Lenore, has the same fundamental idea. Then comes in the common moral, the reward of courtesy, as in Perrault's La Fée. But the machinery of the Nigerian romance leads off to the return of Proserpine from the dead in a truly fanciful way. 9. The king who married the cock's daughter is Aesop's man who married the woman that had been a cat. As Adia Anen pecks at the corn, the other lady caught and ate a mouse. 10. The woman, the ape, and the child. This tale illustrates Egbo jurisdiction very powerfully and is told to account for Nigerian marriage law. 11. The fish and the leopard's wife. Another just so story. 12. The Bat. Another explanation of the nocturnal habits of the bat. The tortoise appears 
as the wisest of things like the air in north america brer rabbit the bushman mantis insect and so on 13 14 and 15 all of these are explanatory just stories 16 why the sun and moon live in the sky sun and moon in savage myth lived on earth at first but the nigerian explanation of their retreat to the sky is as far as i know without parallel elsewhere 17 and 18 just so stories 19 quite an original myth of thunder and lightning much below the divine dignity of such myths elsewhere thunder is not the voice of zeus or of biam the father australian but of an old sheep the gods have not made the nigerians poetical 20 another just so story 21 the cock who caused the fight this story illustrates private war and justice among the natives and shows the Igbos refusing to admit the principle of a fine in atonement for an offense. 22. The Affair of the Hippotamus and of the Tortoise, a very curious variant of the Wupati story or Tantitat story, depending on the power conferred by learning the secret name of an opponent. These secret names are conferred at Australian ceremonies. Any amount of the learning about secret names is easily acceptable. 23. Why dead people are buried? Here we meet the creator so common in the religious beliefs of Africans as of most barbarous and savage peoples. The creator was a big chief. The Ohlai Biami is rendered big man by Mrs. Langlow Parker. The myth is one of worldwide effusion, explaining the origin of death, usually by the fable of a message, forgotten and misrendered from the Creator. 24. The fat woman who melted away, the revival of this beautiful creature from all that was left of her, the toe, is an incident very common in folk tales, i.e. the Scottish rashing coatie. The word dowry is used throughout where bright price would better express the institution. The Homeric advisement. 25. The leopard, the squirrel, and the tortoise. It just so a story. 26. Why the moon waxes and wanes. A lunar myth, not a poetical, though a kindly explanation of the habits of the moon. 27. The story of the leopard, the tortoise, and the bush rats. It just so a story. 28. The king and the juju tree. This is a fine example of juju beliefs, and of any extraordinary sacrifice to a juju power located in a tree. Goats, chickens, and white men are common offerings, but seven baskets of flies might propitiate Beelzebub, the spirit man, who can succeed when sacrifice fails, chooses the king's daughter as his reward, as in usual in Marchen. Compare Melampus and Pero in Greece. The skull in the spirit land here plays a friendly part in advising the princess like proserpine not to eat among the dead. This caution is found everywhere in the Greek version of Orpheus and Eurydice, uh, in the Kalavala and in the Scots wandering Willie's tale, in Red Gauntlet. Like Orpheus, the girl is not to look back while leaving the spirit land. Her successful escape by obeying the injunctions of the skull is unusual. 29. 
How the Tortoise Overcame the Elephant and the Hippopotamus. A just so story with the tortoise as cunning as Bear Rabbit. Thirdly, of the pretty girl and the seven jealous women. Here the good little bird plays the part of the popinjay who often spake with good effect in the first ballads. The useful juju man devised by casting lots a common method among the Zulus. The revenge of the pretty girl's father is certainly adequate. 31. How the cannibals drove the people from Insofen Mountain to the Cross River. This prophecies is to be historical and concerns human sacrifices to cool the new yams and cannibalism. 32 is unimportant. In 33 we find the ordeal poison which destroys 50 witches. 34. The slave girl who tried to kill her mistress is a form of our common tale of the waiting maid who usurps the place of her mistress, the bride. The resurrection of the bride from the water at the cry of her little sister occurs in a remote quarter among the Samoyeds in Castren's Samoyedish Marchen. But there the opening is in the style of Astrinos and Polja, Phryxus and Hell, in when Hans Grish Marchen. The false bride story is in an ancient French chanson de guest, part of the legend of the mother of Charlemagne. The story also occurs in Callaway's collection of Zulu fairy tales, in the Nigerian version of the manners, customs, and cruelties are all thoroughly West African. 35. The king and the Nisiatbert accounts as usual for the habits of the bird and also illustrates the widespread custom of killing twins. 36. Reflects the well-known practices of poison and the ordeal by poison. 37. Is another just so story. 38. The drummer and the alligators. In this grim tale of one of the abominable secret societies, the human alligators appear to be regarded as being capable of taking bestial form, like werewolves or, or, or the leopards of another African secret society. 39 and 40 are both picturesque just stories, so common in the folklore of all countries. The most striking point in the tales is the combination of good humor and good feeling with horrible cruelties and the and the reign of terror of the Igbo and lesser societies. European influences can scarcely be much harm apart from whiskey in Nigeria. As to religion, we do not learn that the Creator receives any sacrifice in savage and barbaric countries. He usually gets none. Only Jews, whether ghosts or fiends in general, are propitiated. The other is too high and too far. I've briefly indicated the stories which have variants in, in ancient myth and European margin or fairy tales. Andrew Lang End of the introduction